It's the Dogcast, episode number 167. It's the dogs versus the volunteers, and you better start getting excited about it. Okay, dog fans, this is the Dogcast. This is episode number 167, and this is the Georgia Bulldogs versus the Tennessee Volunteers pregame show. And we're here, me and Old Dog, in the bunker to do what we do best, which is get you excited about Georgia football. Old Dog, where is the passion, dude? Where is the heat, the sizzle? This is SEC, man. Tennessee versus the Bulldogs, and we have very little interest out of the dog nation this week. What are we going to do to get the dog fans fired up? Well, I mean, I think the thing that's got to happen is, and it's not going to happen until Saturday, probably about 345 when we score our first touchdown. I mean, you know, we're not, it's not negative. We're not going to keep dwelling on it. But I tell you what, when you get your ass whipped like we did, have almost two weeks to think about it, and then you're coming into a team that has killed you for the last two years, it's you know it's just not there. I mean, I think we're still reeling a little bit. Uh, you know, we just got dominated by an Alabama team. National championship hopes are down the drain. Uh, you know, on, we whoa, just need whoa, to get whoa, back whoa, up. Whoa. Whoa! Get that call for a second. What? Are you going to take that call? No. What in the hell are you talking about? Our national championship hopes are down the drain. What are you? Whoa, whoa, whoa! This is not part of our pre-show prep. This, this, where is that coming from? I, let me wait a second before you even answer. Did we not just get finished doing pre-show prep for like? 45 minutes. We Listen, did. This, uh, where, you have gone so far off the, dog fans, I'm going to have to apologize. I tell you what, old dog has gone so far off the script here. I don't even know why we do pre-show prep if you're going to come out with some crap like that. I was all prepared to say that the reason the dog nation is down is because I think everybody is having a hard time getting up for the Tennessee game. True. The Alabama ass-whipping we took is put a big damper on everybody. True, that took the wind out of our sails. But I think a lot of fans are looking at this 13-point line. They're looking at the fact that Tennessee got handled by UCLA. Tennessee almost got handled by Northern Illinois last week. Had to stop a fourth-quarter drive just to win the game. And people are having a hard time getting up, getting excited about a Tennessee team that they can perceive to be inferior. I think we're going to, as much as I hate to say it, old dog, I'm afraid we might get caught looking past Tennessee to Vandy. Well, and then here you come with our national championship hopes are down the drain. You said we're not going to go negative, and you're coming out with our national championship hopes are down the drain? 
Well, man, there ain't nothing negative about that. That's just facts. What are you talking about? That is just facts. Just Did pure we not facts. Say, okay, look. If we run the table in the East, if we take care of business SEC championship game, are you telling me that if we make it to the end of the season with an SEC championship and only one loss, that we have no chance whatsoever of playing for the national championship? Is that really your position? Yes, it is. That is crazy. Why do I even get out of bed if you if that's what you really think? I, I don't know, but I'm just telling you the way it is. You are the most negative Nelly. I've oh we gotta move. No, past I mean I, let's not I even talk about to, the national championship pitch. All right. Last because week, because that's because that's the problem we had going into the Alabama game. Last week, you said on the post game. Well, not what the post game show. We didn't do the post game show, but you told me that all we got to do is take care of business. We've got to keep winning football games. We got to do what we're always going to do. We got to do what we always had to do, and that's win out. And everything will take care of itself, and we'll be right where we need to be at the end of the season. And now you're telling me we have no chance whatsoever. No chance. I cannot believe you're saying that. <sighs> I'm just telling you, that is that is the reason that we are down right now and we've got no excitement for this game. But that's not true, I don't think. I don't it think may that's be, the truth. It may not. We've got a hell of a lot of people ahead of us, and you know we've got a couple media darlings with one loss that will probably end up with one loss. Uh, you say that? You're talking about Southern Cal and teams like that? man. Uh, Ohio State? I can't believe for a second that Ohio State – I mean, the way those teams play, Southern Cal's liable to lose to anybody you, at any I'll time. I'll tell you this right now. If we end up with one loss and Ohio State ends up with one loss, they'll be in the national championship game. You know what? I think you're wrong about that this year. I'm telling you, I just I just don't believe that. I know why you're saying that, but and, I'm telling you, I don't think so. Not for the third year in a row. And I believe that SEC is going to get the nod in that in a head-to-head if we win the SEC. Well, if, I hope so. If an I, SEC I, champion has one loss, they're going to get the nod if it's between them and Ohio State, I think. I truly do hope so. And I, and I saw a little quip from a great son, and I hate to say where it was, and I want everyone to know I was not watching it. Don't say But I heard was. this on the radio. Some guy was holding up a sign at game day. It said, we drew straw it's Vandy's turn to beat Ohio State in the <laughs> national championship game. That is a great sign. <laughs> uh, I like the sign, Phil Fulmer ate my other sign. <laughs> that, yeah. I like that one, too. Okay, so. Okay, we just went off message there. I, dog fans, that was like for real. That was me and old dog actually arguing there because I did not expect him to say any of that crap he said about the national championship. And I can't let what, that slide. That, that's what just makes the show so live and great. Tennessee, 3.30, CBS, this Saturday. Dog fans, you better believe that you need to be excited. You need to be up for this game. This is a serious, real football game against a team that has absolutely throttled our butts the last two years in yeah. a row. This team last year, 28 to nothing on us at halftime. The year before that... And what, then it got worse. I know. What did they put up on us in Athens two years ago, old dog? 55? Something like that. Come on, dog fans. I need to hear from the dog nation that you guys are ready for some football because Alabama was not the last game of the season. It's not the end of our season. We got lots more football to go this and year. And we've got a hell of a lot to prove. 
You ain't kidding, baby. We need to come back strong. This doesn't need to be like last year where Tennessee killed us and then we barely squeak by somebody else and then we go on a roll. We need to come out mad as hell, start doing some different things, and we need to throttle these folks. We need to beat them 55 to nothing. We need to beat them down, and we need to show who we are, and that's the University of Georgia, and we need to play damn football like we're supposed to play football, not like we did two Saturdays ago. Not 12 penalties, not four first downs, not, you know... Not damn dropping balls, dropping not knowing balls. what we're doing. Ugh. And let me tell you something else, dog fans. Don't believe for a second this crap. I mean, don't even talk about Fulmer being on the bubble or Tennessee being down. Let me tell you, we need to play. Old dog, you're exactly right. We need to play because we've got something to prove to the nation, to Herb Street, to Chris Fowler. we got something to prove, but we've also got something to prove to the volunteers. These guys have beat us down. Even if you're not concerned, even if you think our national championship hopes are dashed, even if you think we're out of it, we owe Tennessee. We owe Rocky Top 55 points in Athens two years ago, 28 to nothing at the half last year. Cost us a national championship and a shot at an SEC crown last year. We owe these guys, and we cannot let up for a second. I don't have a bit of pity on them or nothing. No, it shouldn't. I mean, we need to beat these people like a rented mule. (laughs) That's exactly right, old dog. So, Fulmer's on the bubble. Auburn's firing offensive coordinators midseason. We've got something to play for. We've got a tough schedule ahead of us. Hey, we got Brandon Sutherland back this week. If you know other reason you need to smile and cheer, the biggest heart on our team, maybe next to Noshawn Moreno, is back in the lineup as a starter this week. Old Dog, how happy are you to have Brandon Sutherland back? Man, I'm glad to see him. The only disappointing thing about the whole thing is Tony Ball said he wasn't going to start. He was going to, you know, put him in. Man, you know, what are you doing? He's the best fullback we got. Let him start the game. Exactly. Has he not earned a start? I mean, come on. Yeah. You know, I I mean, he's a team captain this week. I know. He's a team captain who's not starting. That makes a ton of sense, doesn't it? You know, let's let's get going. But, you know, I mean, that's that's neither here nor there. I think he's going to catch most of the snaps. We need to get back to where we were, and I tell you what, we certainly need him as a lead blocker for no shot. Well, tell me a little bit more about Let's talk about this linebacker situation, old dog. I know you've got the linebacker core nailed down. What's the deal? Who's starting? Who's where? What's going on with the linebackers? Well, the best news is uh, Rennie Kern is not hurt and will be playing in his normal position at the weak side linebacker. Will. That's Will for all you football fans out there. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, Ellerby's out for this game, probably a couple more. Uh, we've got Daryl Gamble is going to be starting in at the middle, call me Mike, linebacker position. Yes. Uh, you know, I hope he can handle it. Well, you know, he... He had a good. It didn't didn't do a whole hell of a lot of good, uh, you know, against against uh, Alabama. No. But uh, you know, maybe he'll grow in the position. I sure wish Marcus Washington wasn't hurt. And uh, then it looks like we're going to have uh, Akeem Dent is going to be over there at the, uh, you know what, 
the Samuel linebacker, Stan linebacker, <laughs> you know, he's going to be over there on the strong side. Yeah, Sam. <laughs> yeah, you know, whatever. Gotcha. The Stephanie linebacker. The Steph- you know, Samantha Stephanie linebacker. Right, it, it really don't matter. All right, I mean, old you dog. got the middle, you got the strong side, and you got the weak side. So we've got, um, you know, let's talk about Tennessee for a second. You've got a team coming in that, um, you know, hasn't – they've had a lot of troubles – on the offensive side of the ball. In their last two games, they've had 22 three-and-outs. They do have a pretty stout defense. They're pretty good against the run. They're pretty good against the pass. The problem for their defense has been time of possession. Their defense has been on the field 40, 42, 43 minutes a game against some of these earlier teams they played. And, uh, you know, their defense is uh, is a little bit out of breath. Their defense had to come up big last week just to stop Northern Illinois from scoring a touchdown and winning the game. So you've got a team that is in disarray on offense. Their quarterback is very uncomfortable in the pocket. Their offensive line... Bill Fulmer sat two guys on the offensive line down this week for this game, but they've been suspended. Well, yeah, you know, I mean, one's played the other guy. I know, down. they're not starters, I know, but so, still. Yeah, and I mean, but but one of them is a significant thing because he's actually seen playing time. You know, the other guy would be like Coach Rick setting me or you down. Right, exactly. But, you know, they can run the ball. They have a pretty good running back. They They cannot throw the ball. And their quarterback well, that, is... Well, that, that helps us a lot because we can stop the run and we can't do jack shit against the pass. Exactly. It's, who knows? Maybe they can pass the ball against us. You know, we're, we, it remains to be seen if they can throw it against us or not. But they haven't been able to throw it so far against defensive powerhouses like Northern Illinois. Yeah. But, um, you know, their offensive line is a little suspect. The quarterback is highly suspect. Rumor has it that Phil Fulmer was actually calling plays last week in the fourth quarter, and he pretty much – In between snacks. Yeah, in between, you know, <laughs> runs to Krispy Kreme. So uh, the fat man was calling plays, and he pretty much called ten runs in a row. So I hope that that's the game plan he has for this week because I'm telling you, if he wants to run it 40, 50 times a game against us between the hedges – that will be great. Cause without- well, they also, you know, the other thing was against Northern Illinois, they actually had started their second-string quarterback kind of in a, at an audition to see if he was going to be any better than the kid they had playing. And I believe he's going to get the season. nod this week, I believe. And he's supposed to be getting the nod this week. So, right. you know, who knows. But, again, uh, if any quarterback can get healthy, uh, it's against us. Yeah, you're right. So the good news for the dogs is the quarterback is not Eric Ainge, okay? Right. So he's not going to be standing tall in the pocket with no fear, just slinging the ball downfield, scoring on us at will, like he did the past two years. So what do we got to look forward to this week, old dog? What are your keys to victory for the dogs? Well, I think, you know, the first thing we're going to need to do is we have got to stop the pass. We absolutely suck at pass defense, and it's because we have no rush and we have inadequate defensive backs. Uh, it it all well, starts well there. Luckily, I like that. Inadequate. That's a good word. Luckily, we're going up against a team that is not a very offensive, is not a very good passing team. Uh, we're doing real, real well against the uh, run, so hopefully that will play into our hands. Second is we have got to stop these damn penalties. And I was glad to see Coach Rick finally got his head out of his ass about these penalties, trying to poo-poo them and really 
came out and finally said this is a problem. He's got them doing up-downs, wind sprints. He's making them pay for doing stupid stuff at practice. Why he waited this long is absolutely beyond me because they have hurt us in every game we have played so far. And the third thing we need to do is we need to come out with some enthusiasm and we need to run the ball. We need to make some first downs. We need to keep our defense off of the field and we need to dominate the line of scrimmage. Wow. Is that all? I mean, I mean those, if we do those and, three things, we'll win. I thought you were going to say what we've got to do is play good on offense, play good on defense, and play good on special teams, and then we'll be okay. I'm just kidding with you, old dog. Settle down. Can you take a joke? <laughs> all right. So I'll tell you what I think we need to do, old dog. I mean, first of all, you need to give out your nod to Chicago. What do the tennis? What do the Vols need to do in order to win? Probably just show up. <laughs> That's all Alabama need to do. What? Yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh! I got to get past this Alabama game. You think Tennessee? Are you saying that you think really all Tennessee's got to do is just show up in order to win the game? No, no. That that whole thing that's ended. Kind of like my lucky underwear and everything else. Wow! It, so uh, it, the it, hex we're, is we're, over. We're we're starting anew. Uh, you know, if, if we play the kind of game we're capable of playing, we're gonna win. We're gonna win. Okay then. Uh, so we just, my G we shorts just need are kind of everything is busted. We just need to play Georgia football. So all the hexes, all the lucky charms, all that's out the window after the destruction of the blackout. Your that, lucky yeah. underwear, your lucky underwear, my G shorts. Yeah. It, it it's over with. It's over. It's gone. Okay. Got to start new. Here's what we need to do to win this game this week, dog fans. In the past two times we've played Tennessee, last year, this team put 28 points on us in the first half. 28 to nothing in the first half. The year before that, they came out and torched us in the second half and put up a total of 55 points on us. We have not played a complete 60-minute football game against this Tennessee team in three years. Okay, And coming off of a game against Alabama where we only played for somewhat, let's just say we played for less than 30 minutes, whatever, whatever percentage of 30 minutes you want to say we played, we played for something, everybody agrees, less than 30 minutes of that game. What we need to do in order to beat Tennessee is play 60 minutes of really hard, smart football on both sides of the ball. I think we need to line up and smash the ball down their throats We've got to bust them in the mouth when they're on offense. We've got to make them pay when they've got the ball. And we've got to play smart football that's penalty-free. And we've got to do all that. Surprisingly enough, we need to do all that for 60 whole minutes. I know it seems like a lot to ask, but we've got to do it for 60 minutes, dogs. We've got to play a full game against these guys, which... Speaking of Smash Mouth football, old dog, I want to get your opinion on this move of Keontae Tripp from offensive line to tight end. Because, as you know already, I have a theory about that. What do you think about the move of Keontae Tripp to tight end? I mean, why well, do you think they did it? What, what's, the, what's the big idea? I, I've got real mixed things on this, but there is something up something wrong with this, you do not take 
supposedly, and I preface supposedly, your best offensive lineman and move him to your third-string tight end. Right. Why would uh, we do that? That's the big question. Everybody wants to know. Because Keontae Tripp ain't all that. You think Keontae Tripp ain't all that, or you think he's pissed somebody off, or you think he there's is, something to it? I think it's probably a combination that he ain't all that, and he has pissed somebody off. Because you don't go from being the starting right tackle to we're going to move you over to left tackle because you're the best guy we've got to going back to right tackle to be the third string tight end, you know, backing up at Aaron White, an undersized tight end, Bruce Figgins, who this may be the last game he plays this year because he's got a bum shoulder. Probably I will mean, be. If you are, if you are that good, then you need to be on the field. And I'm telling you, you know, that would be like saying, yeah, we've got no Sean here, so I think we'll probably move him to fullback behind Brandon Sutherland <laughs> and Sean Champis. Well, I'll tell you this. Now, let's hear your theory. Well, I'm not telling you that I'm right. I'm going to tell you what I think has happened, and then I'm going to tell you what I hope is the result of it. But you you did hit the nail on the head there when you say he's pissed somebody off. Because he used to be coached by a guy whose initials were SS. Okay, I'm not going to name any names or anything. But this guy whose initials are SS, well, let's just go ahead and say Stacy Searles, he does not mess around, as listeners of the Dogcast know. And I'm telling you, Something has happened to move Keontae Tripp. He has moved away. He went from being a favored son to being, I don't want you in my face anymore. Get off my offensive line. Go stand over there. So he's not even being coached with the offensive lines anymore, with the offensive linemen anymore. But here's what I hope is going to happen as a result of this. Not this week, by the way, but I think in subsequent games, if we assume that Bruce Figgins is going to have season-ending surgery after this game, which he's going to make that decision after the Tennessee game based on how his shoulder feels, and you assume that Aaron White is going to be an adequate pass-catching tight end, I believe when Keontae Tripp is on the field, and I do think he'll get some snaps at tight end, you're going to basically be in a set-up, a power-running situation. Keontae Tripp is not going to be out there at tight end because he can catch really good. He's going to be out there at tight end because he's a great outside. He's going to be a kind of an extra tackle. And we're going to be in a smash-mouth, run-the-ball-up-the-field position when Keontae is on the field. That's what I hope the thinking behind the move is, rightly or wrongly. Obviously, like you said, old dog, He's been kicked out of Stacy Searle's house. He's not in Stacy Searle's house anymore. So let's hope that at least some good can come from him, and maybe we can run the ball more effectively with an extra real offensive lineman on the field rather than you know a, a relative lightweight like Aaron White out there blocking. You know, I hope you're right. Uh, you know, we got in there though. It's not like Trip Chandler is out forever. You're right. I mean, it's one or two games. I I think it might be more than one or two games, though, which is one reason I think this has come up now. But we just don't know. We're, no. This is pure conjecture. No, we really don't. I mean, the one thing that we do know is he's not starting. And right. There's a, and there's a reason for it. He's not starting, Something, and he's not near Stacey Searles anymore. Right. <laughs> Something is up there, and, and I don't think there's any you know great – 
conspiracy, you know, we're going to make him third string so we can move him up. <laughs> uh, you know, I hope you're right. I hope we do just run the ball down people's throats. And if it takes, you know, six, six offensive linemen to do it, you know, more power to him. I mean, hell, Keontae Tripp started out as a defensive lineman. Let's move him back to tackle. Maybe he can rush the passer. Maybe so. Put him out because there and let him be the new Marcus we Howard. We sure need someone that can do that. If he's fast enough, put him on the edge and let him be the next Marcus Howard, you know? Yeah. But anyway, there, there's something there's something up there that I guess the team is handling internally that we don't need to know about. But uh, there's more there than meets the eye. Also, in other dog news, it's raining like cats and dogs in Athens today. In fact, the boys couldn't even practice outside today. It's supposed to, it rained all day today. It's supposed to rain all day tomorrow and most of the day on Friday. So you should expect really soggy conditions. I don't know what the field quality is going to be like, but um, I know people smarter than me are already working on this. But I want to let you guys know it's not supposed to be raining for the game. It is supposed to be kind of cool, though. So um, get ready for a really nice football Saturday this Saturday. And I just want and, to – And the field drains great. Yeah. Yeah, it does. And, I mean, and we're supposed to have nearly 24 hours of dry conditions before the game. So I'm hoping that um, – I just want to make sure that the dog fans are fired up. I want to make sure that you guys are ready. I want everyone to not be hanging their head. Alabama has come and Alabama has gone, and we've got a lot of football left to play. Hey, Old Dog, you want to update us on the suspensions? We had two guys get kicked off the team this week. Yes, we did. Uh, and I have lost that information. What was the, I, I have one, one was a surprise There to me. you go. One well, was a surprise, one, one wasn't. Defensive back Donovan Baldwin. Yeah, who, who had been we in trouble while he, he had going been in that way. bar fight and just pretty much stays in trouble. He's gone, and the other kid is like a six-five wide receiver, Red Walter Hill. Or something. Walter Hill, who had a great spring and had a really, I think, promising future as a bookend for AJ Green. He was a new, tall, handy receiver. You know, the kind of kid that um, I actually had a little bit of excitement for over the spring and in fall camp. Has been kicked off the team for conduct unbecoming. Yep. We don't know if he ordered the code red, but he's been kicked off for conduct unbecoming. He may have been the kid that asked for the blackout. He may have been the kid that asked for the blackout. <laughs> Both of them, Donovan Ball and Walter Hill, were the guys who went in there and laid their red jerseys on Coach Rick's desk yeah. and said, Coach, we want the blackout. They're done. But anyway, dog fans, that's about it for this show. Old Dog, you got anything else you want to talk about? No, that's just it. I mean, you know, you said it. We need to get fired up. We have got the rest of the season. Again, all of our goals but one are still within sight. We need to win the East. If we win the East, we can play in the uh, SEC championship game. That's where we need to be. Everything that is in our control is still in our control. We've got to put the Alabama loss behind us, and we have got to move forward. And God knows we don't need to be looking past Tennessee to Vanderbilt because in the SEC, as Ole Miss proved a couple Saturdays ago, anybody can beat anybody. You got that right, dog fans. And now I appreciate that, old dog. And like I said, I hope dog fans take this to heart. This is a big, important game, guys, and we have to get up for it. We can't sleepwalk through this game and expect to win it. I mean, this is Tennessee. 
they come into our stadium and play that god awful Rocky Top. Exactly. If you we can't don't get up need for that. that played ever. Oh my gosh, dog fans, we gotta beat these guys down. I want to be. I want to be. Don't you wanna be the final nail in Phil Fulmer's coffin? What a fantastic bookend. Man, we have to finish this fat loser off. Yes. Let's get it done this weekend, dog fans. Absolutely. It's time to come back and come back strong. Now, this show is brought to you by the lovely and vivacious, the hottest chick in the building at Belkin, USA, in Atlanta, Georgia, Alpharetta headquarters, Jennifer Shepard, the hottest chick at Belkin. This show is brought to you by Belkin on the Belkin Go Studio, old dog. You know that is one... We're on the go. Exactly. That is one sexy little device, and I cannot wait to use it this weekend on the road. I mean, you know, out, you know, walking around when we're... Uh, doing the show this weekend. I'm now, excited you, about the ghost studio. Now, do you think the Athens police can stop you and sniff the ghost studio to make sure there's no alcohol in it? You know, it has two little microphones on it that look like breathalyzer inputs. Yeah. Not that I know what a breathalyzer looks like, but so I hear. But uh, this show is brought to you by Belkin. We uh, we appreciate everything that Jennifer and Belkin do for the show. And also, if you're interested, if you'd like that sexy little picture I put up of the custom Todd McFarlane figurines, the little six-inch statues that John Schwall is making. I'm going to successfully put John's email in the show notes this week. He's selling those things for right at his cost to make them. They're handmade statues, old dog. I mean, this guy... Does he have one of me and you? He has he not made... It's just because they haven't... You know, the, they broke the mold when they made us, old dog. <laughs> Literally, they broke the mold. But, I've um, heard that before. These are hand-done. These are customized McFarland figures by John Schwall. I'm going to put his email in the show links. Actually, successfully put his email in the show notes this week. If you're interested... Click on that email link and work it out with him. John's got several different players, home jerseys, road jerseys. He may even do you one in a blackout jersey if you're still interested in that sort of thing. Yeah. So thanks, John, for all you do uh, for the show. And if you're interested in a figure, give John a ring, give him a shout, and uh, he'll get you hooked up, all right? So thanks, dog fans, for listening. This is the DogCast. You can call us at 706-534-1516 or email us at dogcast at gmail.com. It's time to call the dogs at 3.30, Georgia, versus the Volunteers. Let's smash Rocky Top right in the teeth with a hobnail boot. There you go. Go dogs. Michael Johnson turned around, asked the bench something. And now Green makes him line up on the right in the slot. We have three receivers. Tennessee playing what amounts to a 4-4 four, four fake. And there's a touchdown! My God, a touchdown! We threw it to we threw it to Haynes. We just stepped in the five second left. My God, Almighty! Did you see what he did? David Green just straightened up, and we snuck the fullback over. Haynes is keeping the ball. Haynes has come running all the way across to the bench. We just dumped it over. It's 26 to 24. We just stepped on their face with a hobnail boot and broke their nose. We just crushed their face. We dumped it over. David Green brought us flying down the field.